third-party rankings are no guarantee of future investment success. Working with a highly rated advisor does not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a high level of performance. Investment performance is not an explicit criterion because clients' investment goals differ. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client. Generally, rankings are based on information prepared and submitted by the advisor. Statements saying that we told our clients to be out of the market in 2008 refer to recommendations made by MMWKM's principals while employed at Eagle Strategies LLC. The team that manages accounts at MMWKM are the same individuals with that responsibility at Eagle Strategies and at Cambridge Research from 2009 to 2011. MMWKM was created in 2011 and uses the same exit strategy. A more thorough disclosure of the criteria used in making these rankings is available by contacting MMWKM Advisors LLC. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Money Matters. And here's your host, Ken Moray. We're in the money. We're in the money. We've got a lot of what it takes to get along. We're in the money. We are in the, the, the money. money. The skies are sunny. You are through, you done us wrong. And old man recession, are you through? You certainly have done us wrong. Well, hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to Money Matters with Ken Morayf. And of course, I am your host, Ken Morayf. And this is the show where we talk about everything and anything in the world of retirement planning. We talk about the stock market. We're going to talk about Ukraine. We're going to talk about inflation. We're going to talk about uh, Social Security, estate planning. You name it, we talk about it. And we try to have more fun than a human being should be allowed to have when talking about all of this boring financial stuff. And this week's going to be no exception because we have a ton of boring financial stuff to talk about. But before we go one step further, let me introduce myself. I am Ken Morayf, the host of Money Matters with Ken Morayf. Thank you, Jack. And I am senior retirement planner and founder of Retirement Planners of America. And we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning, which means that we work with the most wonderful, exciting people in the entire universe. We work with people who are over 50, who are retired, retiring soon. If that is you, then you are about to embark on your second childhood without parental supervision. It is such a marvelous time for you, and we want to help facilitate that if we can. We want you to be able to retire. We want you to sustain your retirement. We have two goals in this show. One is we want your money to last as long as you do. And secondly, we want you to have financial peace of mind. That's what we want for you and for our clients, of course. And everything we do on this show is about that. Now, our website is rpoa.com, and if you go there, you can podcast this show. I encourage you to subscribe to the show and listen to it at your leisure. You can also watch videos. You can attend seminars. You can meet with one of our retirement planners. We have so many resources available to you. You just have to go there. It's rpoa.com. It's an experience. Very interesting. It is very interesting. Yes, absolutely. So let me go over with you what we're going to talk about on this, our weekly excursion into the land of retirement planning. So first of all, as you, if you're like me and you watch what everybody's saying and doing and you kind of get in the beat of what's going on, Goldman Sachs just came out and said that the risk of a recession is now 35%. And so now everybody's like, wow, 35%. Well, is that a high? Is that low? Well, let me tell you, folks, we're going to talk about what we think are the risks of a recession at this stage of where we are with inflation, the consumer, the war, you, all this stuff. 
we'll talk about it. But more importantly, we're going to put it in the framework of how will that affect you, your retirement, your investments, your 401k, etc. So we'll have that for you. Now, also, I want to go over with you a checklist. So if you're thinking about retiring, then we have a checklist for you. And we're going to go through it and uh, outline the various things that you should be thinking about. And we actually have seven things for you to think about. Seven. Now, the other shows, you know, they probably have maybe four or five, maybe the top five. Yeah. No, we have seven. We give you the full Monty, folks. We don't, we don't mess around here. Somebody stop me. That's right. Nobody stopped me. Now, also, uh, one of the things that we talk about, I would say, daily with our clients is Social Security. When, how, you know, all of that stuff on, on uh, when to take Social Security, how to take it and all of that. And it is a very important decision because once made, uh, you, you generally cannot go back and change your mind. It's like a permanent decision. And if you don't do it properly, you could leave tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars on the table. And we don't want that. So therefore, what we want to do is help you to make the right decision. So this week, we're going to talk about Social Security strategies for married couples. So if you're a married couple, you need to stay tuned. If you're not, you can leave now. No, I'm kidding. You, you should stay for the whole show. Uh, also, one of the things that uh, we believe in, since we work with people who are within five years of retirement or who are within the first five years of their retirement, who are in that, what we call the, the, the most important financial decade of your entire financial life. Now, if you're in that decade, then we believe that protecting what you've built, protecting your principal is very, very important. We have an investment principle that says that growth is important for sure. The for sure part is not in there, but it says growth is important. Uh, but protecting principal is even more important. Okay, you spent the last 20 or 30 years building what you're going to retire on. You don't want to take a bath on that. And then all kinds of things follow from that that you don't want. So we're going to talk about our strategy of invest and protect, where we actually told our clients to get out of the market back in November of 2007. This was before the big crash of 2008. We also said to get out literally the day before the pandemic was announced. We said, go to cash, get rid of all your equities, and you know what happened after that. So our strategy is designed to protect against big, bad downsides, to mitigate that to the extent possible. But one of the... Oh, dear. That's too wonderful to be true. Oh, Dorothy's in the act. So, <laughs> but let me tell you, it is not a popular thing for us to say. Because the counter to that are the buy and holders. Those guys think that you should never sell no matter what happens. It doesn't matter if you lose 50, 90% of your investments. Don't ever sell because the market will always come back. That's what they tell you. Well, I want to debunk that one because if you are retired or retiring soon, that one could be a disastrous thing for you. And we'll go over why and how and all of that for you later on in the show. Yes. You know what that sound uh, drop is called? Ruminating. Those people are ruminating. They're all ruminating. So we want to ruminate some more. Anyway, we're gonna. Now, you know what, Jack? Most shows would actually stop right there. Most shows would say, if we did just that, we have done more than our listening audience could possibly want from a financial show. But on this show, do we stop right there? No, we don't. We boldly go where no financial show has gone before. And therefore, at about 10 till, we're going to have our estate tip of the week. I have it right here in front of me. The estate. Ooh. Somebody stop me. 
<laughs> I'm getting exhausted just listening to all these drops. Jack is on his game. So, uh, yes, don't stop me because we're going to have our estate tip of the week at about 10 till. This is where we talk about how to pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs the fruits of your labor. But this week, we're going to actually talk about a different slant on that. And that is the documents that probably everybody listening to this show should really seriously think about, regardless of the size of your estate, and that is your power of, a do- of, of attorney documents. These are the documents that you may need if you are unable to make decisions for yourself. So we'll talk about that at about 10 till. So we have a, a show that is chock full of info. Can't wait to get into it. I got to give you a quick update on my competition. My biggest competition right now is my grandson. Okay, The, the guy is now six months old, And he's resorting to cute to in the competition for my wife. He's resorting to laughing. He's resorting to giggling. He's resorting to actually making eye contact with her and smiling at her. So I decided, okay, you fight fire with fire. So I decided to do that too. So I was like, lay, I laid down on the floor. I giggled. I, I looked at her in the eyes and she goes, Ken, you're being silly. What are you doing? And I'm like, I'm competing with Nathaniel. She goes, it's not working. So I don't know what to do, guys. Any grandparents out there, grandfathers, just uh, send me an email. Tell me how to compete with this. It's a losing battle. Anyway, is there a recession coming? Let's talk about that. So first of all, the Things that were ailing the economy were already there before the Ukraine war came along. Okay, let's let's start with that. We had inflation at 40-year highs. We had massive amount. the, 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 The consumer was being faced with that. The Federal Reserve is looking at raising interest rates to fight inflation. If they do that, they're going to make the consumer have to spend more on interest to buy cars, houses, etc. And so the further downward pressure. So it, it was we were we had the makings of a recession or even worse, stagflation, which we've talked about on other shows, which is a slowing economy during a time of inflation. Then they're both happening at the same time. A terrible situation, worse than just straight up inflation. And so those things have not gone away. They've only been made worse by the war in Ukraine because now you have the prob- the possibility that Europe could fall into a recession. If they do, they're our biggest trading partner. And if they go into a recession, then the companies here in the United States that sell to them are not going to be able to sell as much product. And so our economies could slow down even further. The other thing is, you know, everybody's like slapping themselves on the back and everybody's congratulating themselves on how great we are. We're getting Putin with all those sanctions. We're pa- we're going to kill his economy. Kids, he's getting $1 billion a day from the oil that the world is buying from him. He can finance this war for another 100 years. He's not going to run out of money because we're throwing sanctions on him. Now, will his people in his country get mad at him and maybe, you know, take him out or replace him or something like that? Yeah, maybe. But he's got a pretty good stranglehold on that country. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. So he can fight this war and we're financing it. That's what's so ridiculous about all this. We're throwing sanctions on him, which actually can hurt us because we're, we're shutting down banks in Russia that... You know, there's a European bank that has $10 billion now that they're going to lose. You think Russia's going to pay them back once you shut them down? Heck no. That bank could go under. That could cause a ripple effect across the banking system. It's just so in- integrated. So it, in a weird way, all these sanctions that we're slapping on Russia could come back to hurt us. 
And he can wait it out because we're buying oil from him. The Europeans are, the Germans are saying we're not going to shut it off. So he's getting a billion dollars a day. He can fight this war. He can wait until we start feeling the pain of all these sanctions that we're putting on him. And, uh, you know, this could get very dicey and it could turn into a pretty bad recession. And that's why I think Goldman Sachs now said it's, there's a 35%. I think it's even higher than that. Now, what should you do about it? If a recession comes, then likely also what will come with it is a bear market. A bear market is when your investments go down a lot. Okay, let's translate that one for you. And what are you doing right now to protect yourself against that? Do you have a strategy to, to take shelter, to protect your retirement, to protect your income? All of those kind of things are things you should seriously be thinking about right now while the getting is still good. Okay, we haven't seen, I don't think, the full flowering of all the economic sanctions we're putting on Russia and the blowback that's going to bring to us. So go to our, our website. It's rpoa.com, retirementplannersofamerica.com. We have all kinds of resources available to you there. You can attend our seminars on retirement planning. You can visit with one of our retirement planners and build a defensive strategy. And we'll talk with you about our invest and protect strategy, which maybe you should employ right now to get out and protect yourself. So go to our website. It's rpoa.com. Calm. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about retirement checklist. We'll have seven things for you to think about. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayf. <laughs> anyway, we are back. I am Ken Morayf, the host of Money Matters with Ken Morayf, and I am Senior Retirement Planner at Retirement Planners of America. And we're a firm that specializes in retirement planning, which means we work with the most wonderful people in the entire universe. We work with over 6,000 families across the United States. Um, and uh, our job is twofold as I see it. One is for your money to last as long as you do. And secondly, for you to have financial peace of mind. We want you to enjoy your retirement. We call it your second childhood without parental supervision. Whatever that means to you, we want to facilitate it. We want you to go to ha and have fun. We also want you to go to our website. It's rpoa.com is where you can go. If you go there, you can subscribe to this show. You can podcast it. We have a weekly market alert video that you can get. We have thousands of people that watch that video every week. You can also watch our seminars. You can attend them. You can visit with one of our retirement planners. I mean, there is just so much there. I can't even begin to tell you how much fun you're going to have. Just go to rpoa.com and you'll find it all there. So let's talk now about a retirement checklist. Okay, so we're going to talk about some things for you to think about if you are going to retire. Okay, um, so let's start off. And by the way, we like to think that you should start your retirement planning in earnest five years before you retire. Okay, so don't wake up one day and say, I'm going to retire six months from now. I mean, that puts a lot of stress on us and we want peace of mind as well. So give, it, give us a little time, but that's okay. If, you're, if you want to retire next year, we, we, we can work with that. So let's go over the checklist. So the first thing that we would like to know uh, is where are you going to live when you retire? And that's a really important question because, you know, you may be living in a big city and you don't want traffic. You got high expenses and costs and taxes and everything else. And maybe you want to move somewhere where you downsize or your cost of living is lower and all of that. You know, we, there, there are places that uh, the cost of living is very, very low. And maybe you like living out in the country or in the mountains or by the beach. There's all kinds of things to be considered. But the first thing we want to look at is, are you going to live in the house that you're living in, in the city that you're living in? Uh, you know, I was talking the other day with with a client, they have decided to move because they want to be near their grandchildren. So, you know, all kinds of decisions going to where do you want to live? The second thing is that we believe that if you are retired, so should your debt be retired. 
Okay, we're going to retire all your debt. So one of the things we want to do is we want to pay off your mortgage. When you retire, we'd like you to have no mortgage at all. And I know interest rates are super low and all that. On another show, I'll talk about why, yes, I get it. But despite that, being debt-free, we believe, is very, very important when you are retired. So the second thing to look at is to pay off your mortgage, be debt-free, credit cards, automobiles, all of that. Have no debt. Because one of the things that's really great about having no debt is that now your cost of living is basically your your variable expenses, right? It's if you want to go out and have fun, if you want to travel, and you have control over these, over those fixed costs, you don't have control over. You have to pay those, right? You, there's no way that you can tell the bank, I'm not going to pay my mortgage payment, or I'm not going to pay for my car payment or whatever. The, the fixed costs do not go away unless you pay them off. So get rid of them. The third thing is to the reduce the amount of risk in your in your investments. As you're as you're younger and you're growing and you're building, taking more risk is uh, potentially more is potentially appropriate. However, once you get within five years of retirement, you really need to start looking at how much risk are you taking, how you're diversified, and how much money are you going to need to retire on, and how do you build for that and those kind of things. So look at the the amount of risk. The fourth thing to look at is your health care. Okay, uh, it, you know, if you want to go live in Belize, for example, you want to move to Mexico. Well, the healthcare system in Mexico is different than the healthcare system in the United States. So, do you want to live there? You got to look at the healthcare systems near where it is that you want to live. Your insurance, your Medicare, all of those kind of things, and make sure that you have the proper amounts of insurance. The other thing is uh, your 401k. So look at whether it makes sense to roll that over or not. There are instances, I would say in most cases, rolling over your 401k makes a lot of sense. But, you know, there are many instances when it doesn't. You know, certainly if you're, uh, if you're under 59 and a half, you may not want to because then you lose access to the money. Uh, there are ways of getting around that, but that's all planning. So you have to look at rolling over or not your 401k. The sixth thing to look at is applying for Social Security. You should apply for Social Security at least three months before your first check. Okay. Now, if you're going to apply for Social Security three months ahead of your first check, it means you need to do the planning before that. <laughs> okay. So you got to backtrack from there and figure out when you're going to take it, how you're going to take it, who's going to take it. You know, there are, when we're going to talk later in the show about that. But if you go to the, the uh, Social Security website, they actually say there are 9,000 ways to apply for Social Security. That's the number of combinations that there are, 9,000. And, and which one is right for you? I don't know. I haven't met you yet. But let me tell you, don't try this at home by yourself. Talk to a professional. Make sure that you are fully informed before you pull the trigger on applying for Social Security. But also do it three at least three months before you're going to get your first check. And then number seven is the same thing when it comes to Medicare. Sign up three months before you are eligible. You turn it, you become eligible when you're 65, so three months before that, you need to start uh, looking at the plans that are available, the insurance that's available. And then if you are working and you have a healthy uh, retire, uh, 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 healthcare plan at your work, then you also need to consider whether you even want to start taking so, uh, Medicare or not. So there's all kinds of things that you need to think about, but these are the items that you put on your checklist. They're, it's not all-inclusive. Okay, uh, what do lawyers say? It's, uh, it's, it's, it's not limited to. <laughs> it's not an all-inclusive list. But uh, those are the main seven things on your checklist. And by the way, if I went too fast, it's really easy. You can just go to our website, rpoa.com, and you can listen to it again. We podcast a show and help you to walk through that, that uh, um, uh, uh, checklist with you again. Now, uh, if you are over 50, if you are retired or retiring soon, here's what I want you to do. 
we are sitting in a situation right now where we believe that the downside risk to your financial security with your investments is far greater than the upside potential. And whenever we see that equation, we, we don't like it. And so we want to avoid situations where we're sitting where the downside to your financial health is greater than the upside. That's not a good place to be. So right now, uh, we, we see the potential of a recession in this country increasing dramatically. In fact, when you look at what's going on in Europe, they could go into a recession that could bleed around the, the, the globe and come to us. Oil prices spiking that could cause many of the smaller countries around the world that are way more dependent on energy than we are. They could go into recession that could cause a domino effect that could circle the globe and come back here. If our companies start seeing their profits drop, the stock market will probably drop as well. They may have to start laying people off. The Fed's going to have to raise interest rates to fight inflation. It's a messy situation. And right now, if I'm you, if I'm over 50, if I'm retired or retiring soon, I would be looking at what do I do right now to protect myself? How do I take risk off the table? How do I protect my retirement? Okay, it's important right now to be thinking about these things and we want to help you with that. So if you go to our website, it's rpoa.com. And when you're there, you can attend our seminars. You can visit with one of our retirement planners. We have lots of resources. So take advantage of that at rpoa.com. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to have uh, social security strategies for married couples. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morafe. And uh, if you're not a client, we encourage you to go to our website. It's rpoa.com. And when you're there, you can, uh, you can podcast this show. You can watch videos. You can read articles. We have tons and tons of resources available to you there. And uh, I hope that you will because uh, we spend a lot of time doing it. And it'd be kind of sad. I if think we... this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. It absolutely is. I mean, it'd be awful if we did all that work, put all that content on there, and nobody went there. It'd be very sad. Well, fortunately, lots of people do, though. So we look forward to seeing you on our website. So we're going to talk now. This is the segment where we talk about Social Security. And right now, we're going to talk about Social Security strategies uh, for married couples. Now, you guys can help me out by sending me your questions. My uh, email address is ken at rpoa.com. And if you send me your questions, I will endeavor to answer them. And if you send me a hard one, I just won't use it on the air because if it's too hard, I can't answer it. So... That's what I'll do. Anyway, let's talk about uh, this question. So uh, this person says, I am confused on a calculation. Okay. Uh, I'm 66 and uh, my Social Security benefit is $1,544. My wife is 63 and hers is $1,215. Okay. I want to apply for Social Security for spousal. I want to apply, apply. So he wants to apply on his wife's Social Security this year. So she is applying for a reduced age 63 benefit okay so she's 63 she's applying this year so he says i went on the calculator uh, that the social security says and it says that uh, i will receive 608 dollars per month because I'm, I'm filing on my wife's social security so that isn't 50 percent of hers so what's the deal well the reason why is because the spousal benefit that you get is based on your wife's full retirement benefit when she's 66. So you're going to get more than half of what she's getting now because you're going to get what she gets when she's 66. So that's kind of a, a nice little... Oh. Yeah, kind of cool. All right, uh, question number two. I'm 63 and I'm applying for disability benefits. Um, how is that amount calculated? Does disability uh, benefits affect the spousal benefits? So if I'm disabled and I get disability benefits, does that affect if I want to collect based on my wife's Social Security. Uh, is there a separate spousal disability benefit? 
So the answer is that your disability benefit will be your primary insurance amount, which is the amount of your retirement benefit if you were to claim it at your full retirement age. So you're 63 if you waited till you're 66. So in other words, by filing for disability benefits instead of your retirement benefits, you get no reduction. So you can actually get what you would have gotten at 66 at 63 if it's a disability benefit. Okay. Now, once you file for disability benefit, your spouse will become eligible to get regular spousal benefit, which means she can get half of yours, assuming you're both over 66 at that point. So it's not a separate spousal disability benefit. It's just that if she claims, she can get 50% of your disability benefit. Isn't that cool? It's also very confusing. I don't even understand what I just said. Did, did anybody understand what I just said? I have to go back and listen to myself to figure it out. Anyway, so the point being, Social Security benefits when you're disabled can actually, you know, you don't want to be disabled. So that's, that's not a thing. But if you are disabled, it actually can work to your favor, but you need to know how to navigate the rules. That's the important thing. So Social Security is extremely complex. Do not try this at home. Do not collect Social Security before doing a lot of homework, before talking to a professional. Don't do this by yourself. You make a bad decision. You don't avail yourself of the full benefits. And if 12 months goes by, then you're stuck with it for the rest of your life. And if you give up two or $300 a month for the rest of your life, that's tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. You don't want to do that. So here's what I recommend you do. Go to our website. It's rpoa.com. We have, you can click on meet with an advisor. Our retirement planners are all, we, we, uh, we have them take courses on social security. We, uh, we make sure that they are, we, we uh, accredited based on our, uh, our, 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 uh, um, uh, uh, requirements and so that they can help you make decisions with regard to your social security. So if you go to our website, click on meet with an advisor and you can visit with one of our retirement planners to help you to do that. Now, keep in mind that we need to know your entire picture to be able to help you to make social security decisions. We need to know your income, your age. Age, the, your spouse's age, your spouse's income. We need to know the whole picture and build a plan that uses Social Security in it, not just Social Security in a vacuum. You can't make that decision all by itself. So we're going to help you with the whole picture. Isn't that great? And we'll do it no charge or obligation on top of that. And if we can help you, fantastic. And if not, that's fine too. Either way, there's, like I said, no charge, no obligation, and we will part friends. You've got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, I think you should feel lucky because we're going to help you, hopefully. So our website is rpoa.com. Go there now while you're thinking about it. All right, we are going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about, hey, don't ever sell because the market always comes back. That is balderdash. Stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morafe. And we are back. This is Money Matters with Ken Morafe. And, of course, I am your host, Ken Morafe. Thank you, Jack. And I am senior retirement planner and founder of Retirement Planners of America. And uh, we're a firm that specializes in retirement planning, which means that we work with the most wonderful people in the entire universe. We work with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. And uh, we work also with uh, over 6,000 families. It just blows my mind when I think about that. Uh, all across the United States. And we even have clients that live overseas. It is a marvelous thing. We are so blessed. We are so, you know, I cannot thank our clients enough for giving us the privilege of, of serving you. If you're not a client, go to our website. It's rpoa.com. You can learn more about us. Also, what you can do is you can podcast the show. I encourage you to subscribe. Uh, we have a weekly market alert video where we have tens of thousands of people that get that every week. Uh, you can get our latest thinking from that. 
Also, you can attend our seminars. You can watch uh, other videos, uh, read articles. We've got lots of stuff on there all around retirement planning. We want you to have a successful retirement. We call that your second childhood without parental supervision. So whatever that means to you, um, we want to help facilitate that. We want your money to last as long as you do. We want you to have financial peace of mind. That's what we're about. And the more people that we can help do that, have that, the better we feel and the more we think we're doing a good thing. So help us help you. Our website is rpoa.com. I want to talk with you now about a fundamental philosophy that we have in our firm. And uh, it is not what I would say mainstream. I would say it's counter. I would say it's maybe even disruptive. And that is that we do not believe in the philosophy of buy and hold. So let me explain buy and hold. Buy and hold says that what you do is you you uh, go out, you choose a set of high quality investments, mutual funds, ETFs, stocks, whatever it may be. Uh, you really do your homework and you buy these really high quality investments. Uh, you choose how much risk is appropriate for you and you fit those investments within that risk profile. And then periodically you rebalance it to keep yourself in the risk profile that you had decided you wanted to be in. Now, all of that is perfectly fine. We believe in all of the above. However, that's where buy and hold stops and where we don't. We think that that is, you, you've done two legs of a three-legged stool. You've bought by going out and choosing and all of that. Uh, holding, we, we look at as the uh, art, I'll say, and the science of, of maintaining your portfolio, of pruning it, of rebalancing and all that. That's the hold. But we also believe you should have a strategy to sell. Now, in our world, we call it invest and protect. That is our strategy. It's called invest and protect. And this strategy said to sell in November of 2007 before the market crash of 2008. Um, we were out in that instance from November of 2007 until June of 2009. So almost a year and a half, we were counseling our clients, everybody listening to the show, our, our subscribers to our, uh, our videos, our, our uh, podcast, everything. We were saying, this is the time to be protecting yourself. And so we want to protect principle. Our, our philosophy is that if you're within five years of retirement or you are already retired, protecting principle should be job number one. Now, certainly growth is important. We want to grow money, obviously. But if you lose half your money in the effort of trying to grow your money, then we would say that that's counterproductive. And the amount Houston, of, we have a problem. Yes, it would be a huge problem. And so we want to make we want to make sure to the extent that we can that your money lasts as long as you do. And that's a different paradigm. It's a different way of looking at it. You know, I, I would say that uh, if we were a football team, when you were younger and you were building and growing and working, you were the offensive coordinator of your team. Okay, you're on offense. You're out there trying to score points. Once you get uh, of a certain age, shall I say, then you certainly want to score points, but you want to do it defensively. You want to get an interception and run it back for a touchdown. You want to block that kick and get a touchdown. So you want to protect what you've got. Because without it, you, you probably won't be able to retire. You probably won't be able to get the income that you want. Now, one of the counters to our philosophy of uh, selling and getting out and protecting yourself is that, you know, th the market always comes back. You don't want to sell because if you do, you'll miss out and it'll come back and you'll regret it later. Well, don't sell because the market always comes back. Well, I would like to see the contract that says that that'll happen. Somebody show me that contract. If anybody I do not dispute it. I merely state that it is wrong. <laughs> and illogical. Why would staying in and losing tons of money be logical? Why would that make any sense to anybody, least of all those of you who are over 50? And if somebody were to tell me, hey, Ken, 
you know, the market always comes back. Don't worry about it. I'd say, okay, well, first of all, I want to see the contract. And once you've shown it to me, I want to know if I can move in with you when I lose half my money and I can't afford to live the lifestyle I want. Will you take me in? Probably not, right? So plus the notion that the market always comes back is flawed. If you look at the Japanese stock market, in 1988-89, they peaked. They have never recovered from that. And those of you old enough may remember, we thought Japan was going to take over the world. They were the biggest economy. They were, we had uh, Japan envy and all that. Well, guess what? Their stock market is still 25% down from where it was 40, 30 years ago. So don't think things come back. And you're saying, well, that's Japan. That's not us. We are America. We're number one. We can always overcome. Well, guess what? The stock market crash of 1929 Guess how long it took before the Dow got back to where it was before the stock market crash of 1929? It was 25 years. It was 1954 before it got back to where it was. So those of you who are retiring right now or are already retired, can you wait 25 years to get back to even and live on your <laughs> and live on your money while you're doing that? I think not. So this whole notion of buy and hold, in our view, is a young person's thing. And I'm not putting you down if you're older. I'm just saying that you are in a different place when you get within five years of retirement or you are already retired. And, you, and, and we believe you need to think differently. You need to have a different view of the world because the way you thought before doesn't apply anymore. You need to protect what you've got and get income. Before, you needed to grow it fast and you didn't need the income because you were working. So think about how different that is and how much practice have you had doing it. I dare say most of you have had no practice at it. Well, guess what? We have years of practice doing it, and we have thousands of clients that we help with that. So let us help you, okay? So go to our website. It's rpoa.com. Now, when you're there, we have a brand new seminar that we just released. I want you to watch it. It's on retirement planning during these uncertain times. We go over what we think is soup to nuts on retirement planning. You'll enjoy it. I think you'll benefit from it, and it's at rpoa.com. It's designed for those of you who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon, and it's free, okay? You do need to register for it, but it's free. Also, while you're on our website, if you uh, want to, you can also click on meet with an advisor, which means that we'll schedule a time for you to sit down with one of our retirement planners. We will build with you your cash flow plan, your retirement plan. We'll help answer, can you retire? When should you take Social Security? We'll do all of that. No charge or obligation. If we can help you, fantastic. If not, that's fine too. Let us help you. We want to, especially in these times. Our website is rpoa.com. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about how to pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs the fruits of your labor. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morafe. This is Money Matters with Ken Morafe, and of course, I am your host, Ken Morafe. And this is the show where we talk about... Thank you, Jack. And this is the show where we talk about everything and anything in the world of retirement planning. Um, and so if you missed the first four segments of this show, uh, it's a pity. You missed out on a lot. This has been one of the best shows ever. In fact, we just got a, a, an email from the Smithsonian Institute. Uh, they said that the show was so good that they want to enshrine it at the Smithsonian. <laughs> yes, they, they want to... Okay, stop laughing because this is, I'm trying to talk to the audience here, Jack. They want to enshrine it in the Smithsonian because this is going to be an example of the absolute pinnacle of excellence in financial broadcasting. And ladies and gentlemen, 
you either have heard it because you listened to the part, the other parts of the show, or you missed it. Now, if you did miss it, go to our website. It's rpoa.com. And when you're there, you can podcast it. Oh my gosh, you can listen to perfection in action. Now, as I said, we are a firm. Our firm is Retirement Planners of America. And we work with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. And we currently work with over 6,000 beautiful, wonderful families. It is a privilege. It is an honor. We are so blessed. And we want to thank all of our beloved and most valued clients. You guys are great. Uh, if you're not a client, again, we would love to see if we can help you. And once again, our website is rpoa.com. Now, this is the part of the show where we talk about how to pass on the fruits of your labor to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs. Now, before you send me an angry email, I know that your heirs are probably not greedy, unwashed, and undeserving, but they're probably one of them. So just live, just accept that, okay? You're, you're in denial. So anyway, so this is the part where we normally talk about how to, how to do that, and that's called estate planning. We have our estate tip of the week. Uh, this week, I want to talk with you about the power of attorney documents that you may want to have, and these would be the ones that you would have while you're living. So it's not necessarily estate planning, but it's part of the process, okay? So we're going to go over power of attorney documents, but first, Jack, can you play it? I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care and though my pocket may be empty, I'd be a millionaire. And of course, that is Tony Bennett with rags to riches and, you know, the estate taxes and probate and all that kind of stuff. It's actually designed to do the exact opposite. It's designed to take you from riches to rags and we do not want that to happen to you. So every week at this time, we have our estate tip of the week. So this week, we're going to talk about the power of attorney documents. So these usually come with your estate plan, and uh, they are very important, even though they don't feel the same as your will and trusts and all that. Those seem to be like the stars of the show, if you will, the heavy hitters, the headliners. But the power of attorney documents, I believe, are very, very important as well. So let me go over what they are. So these are documents where you give power to somebody else to make decisions for you in the event that you are unable to make those decisions for yourself, okay? Because you're disabled, because you have, uh, you know, uh, dementia, whatever it may be, those are the, the where somebody else could step in. So there are four documents that uh, we believe you should have. The first one um, is the pull the plug document, okay? And that's called the physician's directive. And we've all seen the stories in the past where the family could not pull the plug and they're draining all their finances and the courts will not let them do it and all of this stuff. And the person has no chance of recovering. So that's tragic on all counts. So if you are so inclined and you want to spare your family from all of that, you can have that document. It's called a physician's directive. It's the pull the plug document where you just say, if I'm terminal and there's no save in me, then pull the plug. The other documents that you should think about are the powers of attorney for your finances and your health care. Don't think that because you have kids or you have a spouse or whatever, that they can make decisions for you. No one can make financial decisions for you without your permission unless you give them that permission. If they don't have that permission, they have to go get it from a judge. So now you have, they have to go down to the courthouse. They have to meet with the judge. It's, it's uh, time-consuming, potentially expensive, and potentially you have people that are fighting over who gets to do it, and you have all kinds of issues. So the, your power of attorney for health care is different than the power of attorney for your finances. The health care is the decisions to perform medical procedures on you. The other is 
the power of attorney for who gets to make the financial decisions for you. You pay your bills, uh, your investments. What do you do with that? You, you know, all that kind of stuff. Potentially, that could be two different people as well. You don't have to have the same person do that. The third, the fourth document that you should consider is called the power of attorney for guardianship. And this is uh, for those of you who had kids when they were little. And you agonize over if uh, if both of us are gone, who's going to feed and bathe and take our kids to school and medicate them and all the rest of that? Who's going to be in charge of that? Well, if you become incapacitated, somebody needs to do that with you. That's the reality of it. Somebody's going to need to help you to, to, to eat and to go and to go grocery shopping, drive you around, you know, uh, take care of your health care, etc. Uh, and that is your guardian, and you should name that person in advance. Now, you don't have to do all this. Everybody can scramble when it happens, but that you're doing them no favors, and it's an easy thing for you to do to think through it. It's not pleasant, but you should, in our opinion. Okay, so those are the documents. And by the way, they are state-specific, so don't go and download one off the internet and think that you got the right one. They, that many states have their own special language. It's called statutory language. So talk with a professional before you do any of this. Don't just do it on, uh, by yourself. All right. Now, you know what? If you are over 50, if you are retired or retiring soon, I want to make you an offer. We got a, we got a brand new seminar uh, that we just uh, put, out, <clears throat> put out on retirement planning in uncertain times. And the challenge I'm going to give you is I want you to go watch it and I want you to tell me it, what you think of my haircut. Because I think it is literally the worst haircut I've ever had in my life. That thing, I'm actually embarrassed. I told my marketing director that we need to do the whole thing over again because the haircut is so bad, nobody's going to be able to pay attention to retirement planning. They're just going to be looking at my hair and saying, oh my gosh, what is wrong with that guy? So go vote. Stop whining. <laughs> Watch the seminar and then vote on what you think about the hair. But in the process, maybe you'll learn a few things about your retirement planning, but that's secondary. We don't really care about that. Anyway, our website is rpoa.com. All right. Well, you know what? This show's over already. I cannot believe how fast it's gone. I hope you have enjoyed it as much as I have enjoyed making it for you. We'll see you next week. Same time, same channel. Bye-bye, everybody. Information presented should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any of the securities mentioned. None of this show's content should be viewed as personalized investment advice. A professional advisor should be consulted before implementing any of the strategies presented. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk and therefore can be no assurance that any specific investment or strategy will be suitable or profitable for a client's portfolio. The tax and estate planning information offered on this program is general in nature. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Sound effects or anecdotes should not be construed as an endorsement of Ken Murray or MMWKM Advisors LLC. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.